0: This episode of the Horse Feed UK podcast has been brought to you by The Dressage Coach. Check out their online digital training hub over at TheDressageCoach.com.
1: Hello, baby.
0: Welcome back to episode 23 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. Thank you very much for joining us for today's show. We've got a great one for you this fortnight. We're chatting to Melody aka the Horse Barber. You'll definitely have seen her amazing clipping art in loads of equestrian and non-equestrian magazines. We're chatting to Melody about how she got started and her plans for the future for Team Horse Barber. After that, we're also speaking to Georgina. She's launched an amazing range of cruelty-free products that we think you're going to absolutely love. Definitely check these guys out on Instagram over at The Horse Barber and Pommel. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. As always, if there's anybody that you want to hear on the show or any suggestions or recommendations, just ask us at The Horse Feed UK and check us out at the website, thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. Hiya. Hello, my favourite Amy.
1: Aw, oh, I'm your only Amy.
0: You're only, my, my only Amy and my Valentine as well. I'm making you my Valentine.
1: Aw, oh, will you be my Valentine? Yeah. Actually, no, you can't because Grandy's my Valentine. <laughs> will you be my second Valentine?
0: Always second best, pal. Always second best.
1: For Grandy though, come on. you. <laughs> uh, we'll,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll put him in the VT, the little cute well... photos we took today.
1: Yeah, handsome little devil that he I is. Know. Yeah, he's adorable. And, and
0: age appropriate as well, being 29.
1: Why is that age appropriate?
0: Well, because he's not like five, because that wouldn't be age appropriate, would it? <laughs> For a Valentine.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> might be to another five year old. <laughs> you know,
0: other than that, mate, you're going to get put on a register.
1: <laughs> okay, this is taking a swift turn to the wrong, hasn't it? <laughs>
0: Know oh, me and Amy are recording this on Valentine's Day in case you didn't guess. Um, the day before the podcast is due out on the Monday. Um, we hope that everybody's had a nice Valentine's Day weekend and that they've not been too windy and cold like we have.
1: It's not been that bad, do you not think? I thought it was
0: dreadful this morning. It's freezing. it's <laughs> <laughs> really cold, really cold.
2: So,
1: Amy, yeah,
0: what do we know? Not, not a right lot. <laughs>
1: In all honesty, the uh, the debate over whiskers continues.
0: Oh, does it? I've not seen this. Update me.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, so obviously, the FEI have said that there's to be no whisker trimming. Yes. Um, Horse and hand have done a little article on it, but I didn't read it. Right, I
2: I've not got today. I should to date. It.
1: Yeah, it's not got there yet. Um, so there has been a few debates on it. Some saying they're going to continue to do it until it's like across the board because i don't really think it's hitting the showing world no yet, it's but mainly
0: dressage and stuff isn't it
1: bbs be yeah i think they're the ones that are probably going to be effective first but these kind of rules tend to roll down mm-hmm. so we'll see. um and that's about it really it's all quite quiet on the eastern front to be fair at the moment yeah i think everybody's I just like- praying for summer and
0: lockdown and some sure shows going ahead and going out for food. I'm really dying
1: to go out for some food. <laughs> That's like my one thing. Is that it?
0: That's pretty much
1: it. Yeah, for me. Well, I should have been at Aintree today doing arena eventing with Harmony. Although, considering I've not managed to ride it because the paddock's been frozen for nearly two weeks now, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it got cancelled because I don't think um, the girls just aren't ready. Well, they are, but they're just not fit. So it wouldn't yeah. be fair to. Out at the minute so I just want to go on a farm ride or just ride somewhere different than the loop yeah
0: I just still want my saddle to come which I'm still waiting for but to be fair
1: I'm
0: quite glad the weather's been so bad because I don't feel bad because I couldn't have ridden much anyway and I certainly don't want the saddle fitter coming out sort of well, not this weekend after all the wind <laughs> and everything. I wasn't I wasn't up for sort of, you know, getting my saddle fitted too soon. Anyway, I'm hoping for sort of warmer weather, but we should be there hopefully
1: at the end of the we're month. We're off to the next, next weekend.
0: Yes, we're going to Rookery, taking Cyril to Rookery with um, Colette and Joey. Well, no, it'll be Mark and Joey because Colette's just had a knee surgery. Hello, Colette. We hope that you're doing well and recovering. Hi, Colette. Get thinking. <laughs> <bacon. laughs> you I can do that. Stop down. <laughs> yeah, get Mark to wheel you up to the cafeteria in, in, in a in a wheelie chair. Yeah. Um no, some brownies. brownies, yeah. Like a, you're awful. Um, um but yeah, we're off, we're off there. I'm really sort of excited. Obviously, they were on the last podcast telling us about the salt therapy and things like that. So Cyril's going for we got onto the Valentine's special. Um so they, they did an offer for I think it was like three treatments. So we're going salt and solarium and we're also having a go on the magnetic plate thing as well just um
1: you'll need the solarium after that clip you gave him
0: oh well that leads us nicely actually to who we've got on today's show which is melody aka the horse barber and i recorded with melody after we'd spent a dreadful weekend (laughs) to cyril um clipping him um and yeah it gave me a whole new appreciation because even to try and do a straight line um, I struggled. Oh. So how she does them shapes and the amazing art that she does on the ponies, like I said to her in the interview, um, it gave me a whole new, um, yeah, appreciation for what it is that she does and the level of expertise that it does take. Um, so yeah, it was quite apt actually. Um, but yeah, as so, you learned,
1: it's not as easy as it looks.
0: It really isn't. It really isn't. Poor Cyril? I felt I, I felt awful since we did it. To be oh, honest, just looking at him <laughs> and how cold it's been. Um, but yeah. I've I never-
1: I, in my life seeing it, you put a, a thing on instagram so anyone that might follow sam's private account may have seen it on a story the look of sheer horror on my face <laughs> because what i didn't realize what sam kept trundling off every night and saying right i'm gonna go and do some tri- clipper training with cyril i was like right great crack on because he's a hairy beast left to it after about a week of this clipper training i popped my head around this stable door to say goodbye and just went What have you been doing?
0: (laughs) She did, she did. Yeah, I was trying, I'm not gonna lie, like I was deliberately like rugging him and just like swerving her, you know, getting her to walk past and not look too closely until, yeah, um, yeah, the look of horror on her face was
1: a picture. And I was that I'd walked past repeatedly in that night, tied up outside the barn and not noticed dark. And it was only when I looked at him in the stable. And I, I even saw the good side. I've never seen anything quite like it. So we agreed that we were going to do a blanket clip on him. He doesn't have a blanket clip. It doesn't have a name. <laughs> <to him laughs> because the clippers weren't even really proper clippers. They were more trimmers. Mine still won't work, and the company that I bought them off still aren't getting back to me. So oh. I'm not. Yeah. Anyway. So the clippers weren't the best. I've never known a horse with such dense hair and the undercoat seems to grow a completely different direction to the top coat. So it, it yeah, As to be fair, I'll, I'll give you a due, he's not an easy horse to clip. Not in his behaviour, just the way his hair is. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he's been chewed. We he's definitely still, need like, help he. He's <laughs> got three and a half legs and he's got all his head, about and three quarters of a hog, I'd say, May- maybe a bit more, but he's definitely still got the tufty forelock and hear. a very wonky headline. And if Rookery are listening to this, if it was up to me, would not believe in the yard and come to you in that state. I wanted but,
0: him to look better for being taken out in public. He's worse. We've
1: made him worse. What? what, what? No, 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 not the weed. <laughs> Not, not we. That one bum cheek that I did looks mint. <laughs>
0: I've got, i got the triangle at the top of his tail though. I
1: did half of it for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, bless him. The training went well though. By the end of sort of the poor was Saturday day where we you know we'd done most of it with the very Actually, slow the flippers was minus one as well yeah, I no, he was just so resigned he was like okay you just at
1: on. least your bathroom got better
0: only because you showed me what to do with the scrubbing mitt and made life a lot easier Actually, so... I'd been there three hours and she came and she was like why is he no different why does he look dirtier than when she started and then yeah Amy pulled out some special stuff out of a kit to you know not
1: special, it was just a brush with a sponge. In. <laughs> And Who
0: would get a grey horse? It's just so destroying. Um but a gray yeah. Grey horse like that. Shush, Amy, stop ratting me out to the listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my 29 year old Dartmouth Grandy, he had his first brush of the year today. In fact, I don't think I've brushed him since about October. He has a no fill turnout on and he lives on grass and alpha A, and that's it, because he can't chew. And he looks looks cleaner than that.
0: I know, I know, I know, But hey ho, it was all training. It's worked. He, he's pretty good now. I just, I just, I just had enough of the clipping. Um, yeah, I brought my clippers home. The blades need sharpening massively. Um, yeah. I think he's going to go out in public next Saturday looking not much better unless a miracle happens between now and then. Ames. I'm looking at you.
1: Uh- <laughs> I am debating, to be fair, just uh, borrowing our friend's clippers. And uh, was him off while you're not there?
0: We'll have to, yeah, see how that goes. See how that goes. Um, I don't know if I put him off for life, but like I said, I do feel that he was pretty resigned by the end of it. So that was pretty much um all that we've done in the highlight of our fortnight. Really, was the whole clipping debacle, and like I said, it gave you us um,
1: for several hours. I bet him. It's <laughs> just me rolling my eyes at you I'm, for several like, hours. Honest to
0: God, like, I don't know how the wind's not blown and just left them in the back of your head from, from the look on your face. I'll have to we challenge. got
1: into all the magazine, though. You did. You did. Tell us about this. So before Christmas, I think I mentioned it on one of the podcasts, we went to a charity fundraising day that my instructor did. Uh, so that's for Hounds for Heroes. And they did a lovely little write-up for us in the Northern Horse magazine. So that came this week. So I was very, very excited. So I managed to sit down with a brew and hide from the cold. And I still need to bring it down to the yard. And mm-hmm. we got our picture in as well. The little caddy waddy. Woo! I'll have, I to, I'll, I'll, I'll have to
0: pop that in the BT. Give them like a little bit of a shout out as well for, um yeah, featuring. You know, that's so good. I, I, we love seeing people that we know in the magazines and things like that. So if any of you guys are featured in anything, I know Sam's been in Showing well with their articles and stuff like that. My mum's been that
1: Cannon. we're meant to be in that one too. I'm saying oh. we are.
0: I am. Yeah, it's this royal we again. I know, I know. So yeah, no, definitely, we love we love keeping up to date and seeing you guys in the magazine. So if you are in the magazine, let us know, and we'll give you a shout out as well on the show. Um, yeah, well done. Well done i'll pop it in the video um i can't think of much else to be honest with you for the little bit of an intro the whiskers thing's interesting let us know your thoughts on that definitely sort of hashtag us or at us so that we don't miss your posts at the horse vgk um if you are
1: taking off the whiskers don't let some do it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah don't don't cyril's still got all these whiskers um yeah that's that's i'm just yeah saying that still um not through anything other than you know just um we didn't get that far up his face but um i I do prefer whiskers i think you know i do think there's been a lot of research done and stuff like that but personal preference we'll see how that one goes it'll be interesting to see but if there's anything less to clip to be honest i'm on board with it after this um we hope you enjoyed this interview with melody it's a really good one you will know her you will have seen her in loads of different magazines and stuff like that and like i say for anybody that's ever clipped a horse um yeah it's helpful very interesting and she has sort of extended the invitation out if anybody's got any questions or needs any tips or anything like that i think that she's gonna be doing some videos because we were chatting about it and it's like the things you don't know like how hard to press and stuff like that with the clippers especially when you're first doing it um so, yeah, um, tips would have been very handy. But to be fair, I did just dive in there anyway. Um, yeah. you know, maybe you should have done it the other way around. Yeah, maybe I should have just got a professional out to do it but, it. but like I say, it did more start out with training um, and then it just devolved into a horse a with, yeah, three and a half legs. of Yeah, unclipped. he like <laughs> got like a little pom-pom leg because I did halfway to a knee and then left it and you had done a nice line on the other side. Oh, dear me. But it doesn't matter. This is like <laughs> lockdown haircuts. It's a thing. Mm. <laughs> Maybe still not <laughs> On that note, we're gonna say see you later. Enjoy this show. As always, let us know if there's anything that you want to hear. Um, if you want, you know, if you want to be featured on the show, let us know. Check us out at the website, thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. uk. And until next time, we'll see you then. Enjoy pancake day. When's pancake day?
1: Tuesday. Right.
0: Yeah, enjoy pancake
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye 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 bye
0: so we're here today we're really pleased to welcome melody onto the show melody aka the horse barber for those of you that might be thinking "Mm, who's melody you will have seen her work in the telegraph the mail online your horse and horse and home magazine to name just a few she's an experienced clipper but her clipping sort of transcends a little bit into artwork I think she's absolutely amazing and as I say if you go and check out her website over at thehorsebarber.com you'll know exactly what I'm talking about so hi Melody thank you so much for coming on the show today.
3: Hi thank you so much for having me it's an absolute pleasure to be a guest on your show I've actually been watching uh, the progression of your show over the past year and um, so I'm really happy to
0: be on board thank you. No thank you very much and um we, we've we reached out to melody because obviously she's what she's doing is very unique and also very interesting sort of everyday horse owners because you do deal with other horses don't you and perhaps <clears throat> difficult you know sort of nervous horses i'd and, and, and say you were very good with those as well and you do have regular clients and things like that and you're launching something new as well at the moment which is team horse barber absolutely
3: so um you're totally right i mean I deal with um, all different horses, different breeds, different shapes, different sizes, different disciplines. um, And ultimately they all share one common factor and that is that um, they're all equine and they all need to be understood from a horse point of view um so they do all share that although you know I work with different disciplines and different horses um ultimately it all boils down to the connection between um horse and human um so yeah my business has very much been um since like 2012 it was known as the horse barber i um progressed into the horse barber business the new section of the business um which is developing this year from uh, 2021 is actually team horse barber which i'll get to in a little bit of, a little bit of time um which is going to be the equestrian clothing brand of side of products which is really exciting and it's imminent to be honest i've been working on it for quite a while However, 2021's um gonna be launching that absolutely.
0: That sounds really exciting, definitely. And I love your logo and I love your branding. And I've seen just a little bit of a sneak peek of the Team Horse Barber stuff um on Facebook and things like that. And it looks lovely. It's really nice.
3: Thank you. I've literally just brought that new logo. It's been developing over time. Um, like I said, I've um branded the business actually before it was the horse barber back in the day it was um, jmc equestrian clipping services and then as i went to uni and i developed my skills for graphic design i then rebranded my own business the horse barber and it's been like a growth and development into team horse barber and what team horse barber is about is about people that connect with their horse and want to really be in line with the horse barber brand values uh, that want to you know become closer to the horse learn how to understand the horse a little bit better that's what my brand stands for so people that um are on board with perhaps when they get the clothing or when they follow me or learn about my training they're all part of team horse barber and the ethics that that brand brings with it really um, so that's definitely where i'm going with it in the future um beforehand my brand the horse barber um is the brand that is the name behind everything that you've seen in the media if you've seen us um, the publications the horse clipping side of it so it's very much um progressed quite naturally Mm. um but yeah so the horse barber brand I've just literally had my car redone this morning uh, ready for 2021 the rebrand the moving forward oh wow I think what's happened is I think we've all hit a time where everything's changed for everyone um and it's very much a natural progression of change change and transformation which I'm quite a fan of um I think that Um, sometimes change can be difficult in life but if we embrace it and move forward and make the best of what we can sometimes it becomes better than we could have even imagined
0: definitely change is the one thing that's inevitable and that will always happen and I definitely think it's all about mindset and how you approach that and sort of having spoken to you previously I you know I understand what you're driving at in regards to the ethics and stuff like that of Team Horse Barber, because yeah, I've always absolutely loved sort of your attitude, your outlook, your thought and care towards the horses. And like you say, the ethos behind your brand I think is absolutely lovely. And it's really nice that Team Horse Barber reflects that. <laughs>
3: Thank you. It's really nice to be recognized for that as well, because it really is the core of my business. And I get quite a lot of satisfaction of like helping people with the horses or helping horses with the people, uh, rehabilitating horses that have been nervous or maybe had past bad experiences with clipping or just bad experiences in general mm-hmm. and rebuilding their confidence. So so my business is, um, as the, the horse barber is very much about, you know, providing that service for horse and human um, and creating a bridge between maybe an impossible horse to be clipped, whereas we rehabilitate them and then they are able to be clipped. And I, and I do get a hell of a lot of job satisfaction out of that aspect of it. And seeing, you know, and, you know, the horse actually um, giving me their trust its so rewarding. Like, it's immeasurable, to be honest. I absolutely love it. And, of course, the, the aspect of being out and about and um, over the years, you know, being able to be out in the fresh air is um I think that that's what makes me tick. It took me a long time to really realise that. But yeah, being out and about is a breath of fresh air, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And I see as well. And and I I think you're really good with people as well as the horses. And I think that must come across as well to sort of interacting with the people and the horses. And like you say, it's nice to be adding value and to be helping people whilst you're doing that
3: yeah I mean I really do like to think I'm as open-minded as possible I think we all have our good and bad days and none of us are perfect all the time but what I do try my best to do is whenever I'm in a situation where you know something might be different I always try and take a step back and see it from a different aspect it's not easy and it doesn't always come natural and there is times when we might think well we don't understand that but I do try and take a step back and see it from a different perspective because there's one thing with horses is there really is not one way of doing it. Um, I think you know what really helps me develop my understanding was when I went out to America in 2017. I saw how different in different countries different disciplines and different ways of training so say we've got an Arab horse in the uk and an Arab horse in america they might be trained completely different and they might get different results but that doesn't mean that one's one's correct and one's incorrect it's just different ways of doing things um and of course we're always learning we're always learning you know every single day we learn something new with horses so keeping that open mind really allows you to progress um versus a closed mindset yeah or a fixed mindset. Yeah. So
0: I, I always try my best to, to see it from somebody else's perspective. No, that's amazing. So I know a little bit because I've obviously I've watched your promotional videos and things like that. But for anybody that hasn't, how did this start out for you? What led you on to this journey right at the beginning?
3: Okay, so, gosh, um, when I was eight, nine years old, I had a Connemara pony called Misty um, and he was in his late 20s and he actually lived to 38. He had um, Cushing's disease. So um, anybody with horses that knows Cushing's disease, it's the, the result of Cushing's is they don't actually shed their coat. So you have to shave them all year round. So when I was very young I learned how to shave misty. It. Sometimes it would take me days, sometimes it would take me a week, um, definitely not an hour. <laughs> um, sometimes it would look good, sometimes it wouldn't and over the years i just refined my craft of clipping. Uh, back then we used to use the big heavy duty Liscop uh, German clippers, mm-hmm. a, a really really big clippers, really heavy. We didn't have the facilities that we have now anyway yeah. that's for sure. So I learned to do that when I was a lot younger and then As I got older, it was like 2012, I went to university and I needed to make a little bit of money alongside it. So uh, my friends were asking me to clip the horses. Um, so I clipped my friends' horses. Then it became friends of friends. And then the business really took off um, in 2013 when I realized there was a huge demand for it. And I absolutely love shaving horses, so um, which is bizarre. I know <laughs> everyone says it's very strange, uh, but I absolutely love it. So it kind of took off from there. And then uh, one of my clients, Terry, um, she asked for a star on a horse's hindquarters. Uh-huh. So... I did that and then she popped it on social media and then a lot of people were asking for the designs which led me to refine my work every time somebody brought a new um, idea I was able to refine my craft so that's
0: really how it how it started and it just took off from there to be honest wow because it is a craft. I don't think I had as much of an appreciation for it as I have actually funnily um this this current week whereby I had the little cob that came off from Ireland um, the first time mm. that we clipped him we did use a you know heavy sedative but obviously he is a show cob, and that's not yeah. not something that I want to be doing either in general to be honest um so we did um, some pressure and release training with the Clippers. That's a bit of stuff that I picked up from JD horsemanship. You know, like yeah. using the pressure and release technique, and to get him used to him. Um, and yeah. you know, I'd had a hack away in for a bit, You know, fifteen minutes, a few days a week, just to get yeah. used to it. Until um in the end, you know, he was happy. He, he's he's relatively okay now. He's much he's much calmer. He understands that. You know, we're not going to chop his head off or anything like that. But um, Amy came around the corner and looked at my hatchet job and it was that melody honestly I've just, I've just been like taking little chunks set, and I wasn't aware of you know how much pressure or anything like that to put on and even just yeah. trying to clip the hair because it all goes in different directions I, like I say it was a whole new appreciation because then I was thinking how hey, patterns and those designs on the horses it's difficult to just for me to get a straight line I was yeah yes. was a much bigger appreciation having sort of Had a a little try myself over the last couple of weeks. Yeah,
3: (laughs) well, I can completely appreciate that, especially with your um, cob coats. They can be quite heavy and dense. So, yeah, it is very much a craft um, and it's something that I'm quite um, hands on. I enjoy and I learn hands on. Um, Some people learn like in an academic way. I've always been quite like a hands on creative type person. Um, I think the key is as well um, knowing horses and knowing your horse and being able to connect with your horse like you say you've been able to build him up and rehabilitate him to enjoy clipping because you're listening to him and yeah. um, that's a massive element of being able to learn how to clip um, I will actually have my online training available on thehorsebarber.com in August moving forward for anyone wow. that wants any help. Um but what, what I would say is the main thing is establishing that connection with your horse. Um and in that moment the meeting of the mind so to speak, but that yes. connection is is absolutely imperative. That's half your battle to be honest. Um, definitely. It battle.
0: really is. It really is. And there's I think everybody that I've spoken to and especially I think the more almost advanced as well that you get, the more that's understood. Whereas I do think that it can be overlooked a little bit. Like like I say when I was with JD horsemanship it's about acknowledging how they're feeling as well, and registering and and allowing them to understand that. Yeah, okay, I, I'm realizing that you're feeling like that because obviously, if they're panicking and they mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. you don't pick up on that, or you choose to ignore that. Well, mm-hmm. then, where's the safety for that horse? Then you have to mm-hmm. really acknowledge how that horse is feeling, and and you know make sure that they're aware that you acknowledge, and even just in the smallest ways. And I think that goes a massively big way to sort of, like you said, getting that trust and building that confidence.
3: Yes, absolutely. It's absolutely imperative because they pick up on your uh, vibration and your energy very much. So, um I do believe that horses know what we're thinking. I'm 100% sure of it because the, with mm. them being a prey animal, they're actually designed to be able to pick up on frequency and energy as a survival technique for the for the yep. uh, breed, you know, for for the actual animal. Uh, so, I really do believe that they can pick up on our heart rate and our frequency and our energy. Um, yes so they you can't fool a horse and it's they know who's looking out for them and who's who's not um so it is about really tuning in and listening to the signals that they are giving us as much as what we are giving them and recognizing that they're actually a person because a person is a personality they have personalities and they are very intelligent beings if anything they're actually more intelligent than us because they're highly in in the moment, the horses always yeah. live in the moment, so um absolutely totally agree It's about you know recognizing that horse and treating them as the unique
0: person that they are, yeah, no, definitely one hundred percent so throughout your career, like you said, you've done a lot of different horses in a lot of different disciplines. are there any that really stand out for you? um any clips that you've done that really yeah stick in your mind
3: there's lots of different moments and and moments that I have um learned so much gosh that's the big question actually there's so many different ones that stand out to me um there was a, a horse in america actually that i met um called nick and he is known as a morab and a morab is a morgan cross arab horse i'd never come across this breed before actually until i went out to america and it really just showed me that there's actually so much out there um in different disciplines it was absolutely incredible and the way they trained him out there he was a performance, um, like a performance horse, and you could literally click your fingers, and he'd go from being absolutely on fire in show mode to putting in your hands, totally relaxed, soft neck. And it gave me a new appreciation for how other people train the horses to see. And I, I'd like to think, you know, I've got quite a lot of experience, but you know, even that showed me that. Um, it was incredible, actually, you know, to see the transition from literally just a click of the finger and that instruction. Um, and he was like a dope on a rope. So that he always sticks in my mind. I love I love Nick. Hopefully I'll see him again one day. That's amazing. And you said that you spent a bit of time in America. What was yeah. that for? Was
0: that a holiday? Was it work?
3: So, oh gosh, in 2017, following on from the release of um, the Armour de L'Amour clip in 2015, which is the love clip that I did on Romeo. Um, I was working alongside a company called Andis, who are um, a company that make clippers. And they offered me a fantastic opportunity to go out to the Midwest, um, Wisconsin, um, to the Midwest Horse Fair and do some creative clipping and traditional clipping horse demonstrations with the with the clippers out there so that gave me an absolutely incredible opportunity throughout um chicago and then went up to wisconsin um to the midwest horse fair so that was absolutely fantastic i met all different kinds of horses out there different breeds that i've not seen before and it really really broadened my horizon um, on the equestrian mm. industry um i was
0: gonna say yeah what there must have been some marked differences and what were the people like what did they think of it be big in clipping over in America I I just wouldn't yeah yeah they all seem to have very fine coats
3: yeah well you see because it's so diverse because you've got the south which is really warm so they tend to be a lot finer coated but up in the midwest I mean for example when I landed there on the Thursday the snow was like 10 inches deep um the show was on the Friday Saturday Sunday on the Friday, the snow was all piled up. And then by the Sunday, it was like 30 degree heat and the, all the snow had disappeared. So they have such a wide range of of weather conditions, which actually affects the um, horse's coat. I call them environmental factors. So they can get um, as thick as, you know, your Shetlands out here. They they get such a diverse range of horse coats so they do require clipping Um so yeah it's hard to pinpoint you know one specific style but the because America is so big there is just such a vast demand for horse clipping yes. Um, what I did find was in America it was quite liberating because at the time you know there was a lot of um, people that were so open-minded um, to you know, new ideas. I, I find that in America, it's very much a go, go for it attitude. And it's quite a liberating feeling because you've got the support of people around you that just really want to try new things. They're not scared of new ideas. So that really liberated me out in America so that when I came back to England, I was able to bring that energy forward with me and bring the mm. new concepts and the new ideas to the British equestrian industry with more confidence because I did feel like as a British British equestrian culture, I mean, not so much now, maybe the present day, we're more open-minded than ever, but we can be very fixed and set in our ways of doing things. And we can also be um, quite suppressive of others that have new ideas in the equestrian world so I think it's a
0: very traditionalist and I did wonder Mm. so when you started way back when Mm. whether yeah how it was looked upon and you know Mm. whether because I've 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 spoken about you in the past and I've been like oh I'd love to have you know the the pony clip like that and a couple of people have looked at me and been like oh but Mm. you wouldn't would you Mm. yes of course I (laughs) think it'd be fantastic and I've also been told you know don't clip in you know at certain times and the summer coats and things like that which I know some of that's relevant yeah but yeah there was a, a couple of raised eyebrows yeah. uh, was that the case when you started out
3: do you know to be honest if I'm 100% honest then I hold my hands up Sam I was one of those very traditional regimented equestrian I'd learned from the women from the 60s and 70s that passed it down to me in the 80s and 90s I was very very um I followed by the rule and to an to a degree I still do I'm still very regimented about the horse, you know, things have got to be done properly. they need water before anything else, you know, before I'm looking after me, I'm looking after the horse. So yeah. their best interest really always is at the top notch for me. You know, I grew up on a time when, you know, the hunters were uh, clipped out and look, you know, in the era of like the nineties when you clipped yes. out show cobs were like, Oh yeah, they were absolutely there was no room for error with them. So yeah, yeah. I I actually believe it or not, the core of me was quite traditional it was literally a case of somebody asked me for a creative design and I did it for her and then I realized Mm -hmm. that because what it is is with the creative stuff it's not just a a picture it's the bond and the trust that goes beneath that and the connection with the horse that is the fundamental you've got to reach that uh, horsemanship skill before you can even think about the creative stuff so you know and and another day, I'll go into depth about this more because it is something that I feel quite strongly about. I am going off on a bit of a tangent now, but I'll try and stick to what I was saying. So, yes, I was met re- with resistance. However, I think that people that are open minded can actually see um, the benefit and the connection that you can build with your horse. I do find that America gave me that um power pack if you will to step forward with confidence because i know that the ethic and and what i do is pure intention and pure hearted for the best of the yeah. horse so that's without question you know i know that what i'm doing is always for the best of the animal um so yeah so i think that always carries you through if what you're doing is from a pure place Uh, with a pure good intention and for the service of the animal i think that you will always overcome resistance um there's always going to be resistance to new ideas and i think as a british culture we can be a little bit suppressive um and it's not a good trait to have so i'd like to (laughs) think that i've opened up a branch where people can express themselves more and be a bit more open-minded and i will literally answer anybody's question as well to um show them you know my perspective if they're willing to listen
0: no that's brilliant and we'd love we'd love to have you back on the show to sort of keep us updated with how team horse bab has been going yeah and obviously you know um we could put out perhaps some questions to our listeners if they've got any and you know if you've got any tips or anything like that in regards to sort of clipping and trimming and turn it and stuff like that that would be absolutely amazing
3: yeah that is listening now and you've got any specific questions about your own horse um you can tell me a little bit about your horse and what you're faced with and i will happily come back on and we'll have um, a question and answer section i would absolutely love to help us Um people can send the photos and if they want and send them over email and i'll have a look beforehand and prepare some some advice yeah i would absolutely love to and of course by the time we come back on the air the um, shop will be online with the equestrian uh team horse barber clothing as well so i'm really excited to
0: share that with you um you'll probably be one of the first to see it <laughs> really we can't wait like i'm so excited for yeah. it what else have you got planned for team horse barber what's coming this year
3: gosh this year well i think
0: that it's still going to be another year or two before we're out there with
3: the show mm-hmm. circuit if i'm on it um I am going to touch on another section as well. So um, sometimes, unfortunately, I do have autoimmune conditions. So what I have to do is pace myself a little bit more these days than I used to. So I'm going to see how that goes. uh, But fundamentally, continue doing what I do best. And uh, one step at a time, I have this. I used to put myself under a lot of pressure and worry about the future. But now what I'm doing is I've got a plan with my team horse, Barber Equestrian Clothing. I'm literally doing a couple of degrees at a day one step at a time while we all figure out the new normal. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good couple of years before we we're, we're in like an environment where you know I'd like to think it's going to be sooner. Let's hope mm-hmm. it's sooner, but realistically, I can't see us being at, um highs like we were you know a couple of years ago anytime soon. So it's really I think we're all taking one step at a time re-establishing the new normal and um sort of doing the best that we can from there so i'm not putting myself under a huge amount of pressure i'm just doing a little bit every single day to contribute
0: to the future if that no, makes sense no it does it does and we will definitely we'll all look forward to sort of following you on that journey and definitely coming back on the show and keeping us all updated thank you i can't wait to share it with you
3: i'm really really excited
0: if anybody wants to sort of check everything out in advance how did he contact you what are you like Instagram website social media details. So my Instagram, I've got two running at the moment.
3: My original Instagram is The Horse Barber, and then the new branch for the clothing is Team Horse Barber. For people that would like to um follow any training content that's coming up, any new releases, I've got a new clip coming out. Um and also for the clothing you want to go onto the homepage of thehorsebarber.com if you just scroll to the bottom and pop your email address in there you'll be updated as soon as the clothing line comes out and is available on the store and of course as soon as i put the training content out um you'll be able to access it and you'll be the first with some special
0: deals on there as well fabulous we'll look forward to that
3: thank you melody
0: thank you so much for coming on the show it's really it's been lovely having you Thank you so much. It's an
3: absolute pleasure. I'm really like working with like-minded people. You know, we're, we're uh, putting the word out there into the equestrian world, and yeah, it's lovely to speak to you, Sam. Thank you very much for having no, me. Definitely,
0: we'll speak again soon. You take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. A massive thank you to Melody for coming on the show. We hope that you enjoyed listening to that interview as much as we enjoyed recording with her. We're going to get Melody back on on a future episode to keep us up to date with what's going on with Team Horse Barber, so stay tuned for that. Up next, we're chatting to Georgina. She's the founder of Pommel, which is a brilliant new UK-based equestrian range of products. Their ethos is all on cruelty-free, no parabens, and in this interview, she shares some fantastic tips about what to look out for and introduces you to the new products that she's brought to the market. Stay tuned for that after this short break. (laughs) Georgina, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you um, for having me.
0: So, how did you guys start out? Because I understand sort of you're the founder, aren't you, of, of Pommel, Team Pommel? I
2: am, yeah. So, um, well, actually, it's been an idea for quite some time for me because I've been riding forever. Um, and we started seriously thinking about it just before the first lockdown. Um, and then lockdown one came, and it was time. I had time on my hands, and I was ready to to set up Pommel. So we started Pommel, and we've developed a range of products that uh, um, are paraben free, SLS free, and they contain the highest quality natural ingredients that we could we can actually get. Um, yeah. And they're also cruelty free, which we hope is very important to our customers and we wanted to create a brand that was you know vibrant colorful and represented our you know British heritage um, and and had a little bit of, of humor the brand's lovely
0: i really like the brand thank it really you. stands out yeah yeah for anybody that's not seen it just uh, you know there'll be a promo video out and you will see sort of yeah um the, the lovely branding it really does it's, it's
2: really eye-catching thank you yeah but that's what we really were going for just colorful vibrant does what it says on the tin and you can be absolutely sure of what's in it we've also driven um our idea our idea was driven by seeing what some people are putting on their horses You know, Mm -hmm. substance like washing up liquid, furniture polish, chemical stain removers. Uh, They're not appropriate to put on an animal. Um, they can can be be highly flammable or toxic. Of course, we don't want anybody to feel bad about how they're caring for their horses or what they've done in the past. I think we've all been there trying (laughs) desperately to get a horse ready for a (laughs) show and... Inevitably, you know, will have laid in the massive pile of poo before you, before you go somewhere. Like five minutes before, um, yeah. But we don't want, certainly, don't want to feel anyone, anyone to feel bad or to call anybody out. Um, but we just wanted to encourage them to to move to kind products, just just as they would for themselves, really. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of our our message it 's fantastic it 's a
0: really good message, and I think, as you say, especially you know cruelty free and everything as animal lovers as people that you know are buying stuff for our horses, it sort of makes sense that that is what people will be looking for you 'd hope so at least anyway
2: yeah there 's definitely a generation of people now now we know everything we 've got the internet we know what 's good and what 's bad for us, mm. and ov- obviously there 's a massive you know movement towards veganism and towards you know really really looking at where where things have come from and what they do, and what 's necessary yeah. as well you know some some chemicals that are in products they 're just not necessary you know something as basic as aqueous cream can have it can be full of SLS, which is a very drying chemical mm. uh, so some things seem very innocent and and actually you know they 're not and it 's just putting that focus back on basically going back to basics with it so yeah we've, we we really hope that 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 comes across and that people like us really and that they like our products
0: how did you sort of do your r&d your research and development and everything like that that sounds like a very big undertaking
2: <laughs> so well, i ha- had to i wanted my brand to be british that's really really important to me i did search the world so i went from brazil to poland
3: Wow. everywhere
2: America uh, to see who could make my idea basically yeah um, and I actually found someone here in the UK who w- understood what I wanted to do fully and could mm-hmm. actually do it um, without using very harsh chemicals um, so yeah. I've actually had something produced you know from from my idea um, and I'm using their expertise to, to develop my liquids Um, and it was quite that was another fun part you know having your idea sent down to you in a bottle to use is just the best feeling ever you know when you are presented with a load of samples you know here you go Gina this is your pettigrain and lavender this is your you know basil and and bergamot have a smell and and try them on your horse and see what you think and uh, and see what the results were and that was really really fun for me and also, the, the horsey folk around me, which who I'm very grateful to because I've asked them to endlessly wash their horses and <laughs> try this and try that. And could, could you try this? And could you just put some poo on there and, and we'll try it on that? And, uh, you know, and they've been very patient with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it that was really the fun part. And, and then picking w- what we wanted and what we thought uh, the equine industry would like. Um, you know, you guys as as customers and you guys who are out there on the ground doing it every every day, day in, day out. It was just getting products that work. Because sometimes I think natural products, sometimes when you buy them, you don't get what you think you're getting. And it, you, it's really important to me that people buy my product and they use it and they think, wow, this really works. I really like it. Yeah. It's doing what I want it to do and it's money well spent. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, that's important to us so yeah research and development it was big but it was really cool <laughs> I have to say. No, it sounds amazing. <laughs> so in terms of your range do you want to just
0: tell our listeners like a little bit more about what the products that you've got available I do
2: um so I appreciate that not many people are washing their horses at the moment because Let's face it, they're being washed by the rain. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So our range is completely suitable for every horse from your Shetland to your Shire. It is just every skin type you can imagine we are suitable for. So we've got What the Muck. Um, What the Muck is a deep cleaning shampoo for when you're dealing with a horse that's been rolling in mud, has bad stable stains. You know the wet dog smell? It can get rid of that as well. You know, when they've had, had a rug on for a while. Um, it's gone a bit smelly so yeah what the muck is one of our best sellers we've got clear round which is a post-exercise shampoo that contains ingredients that are calming and anti-spasmodic so you've got basil and bergamot in there it's wow. a really really nice product clear round and that's mm. when you've been out 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 you have to you need an after exercise wash and yeah. then we've got easy does it now easy does it is our chamomile and olive oil shampoo it's so gentle um it's intended for sensitive skin it's it'll really shift the dirt but it won't upset anything it's, it's ever so mild and yeah. all of our shampoos they create a nice lather but that it's not like a chemical lather so you know when mm. you're spraying them down and you keep seeing bubbles And it doesn't matter how many times you do it and you think, have I washed this out? Or is it still going? Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen with our shampoos. Um. They are easy rinse and you only have to do it once. So a little goes quite a long way. Wow, that sounds
0: really interesting. And I I know exactly what you mean by that. I've had that a lot and you like exactly say you think, oh, I've not rinsed this product out properly. Right. That's really interesting. And the last
2: thing you want is a kind of crusty fur. you know Mm. know, when it goes hard in the sun and you think no I haven't washed it out and you've got to do it all again um so and obviously what the muck is really suitable for kind of socks and the the areas that you would perhaps wash more regularly yeah and then we've got a main and tail conditioner and stain remover called velvet oh velvet everybody loves velvet It's orange and spearmint aloe and it's got ginger root oil in it. So it's great for bold patches and it's great for regrowth of the mane where it's been rubbed from rug rub. And it's a great detangler. Um, It won't do what really, really popular mane and tail sprays do because there's no silicone in there. Um, So it won't kind of um, create the furniture polish feel, but it mm -hmm. will detangle properly so it has longevity mm. so if you want yeah. if you've got a big mane or tail or you just want a few sprays of something to put on a dock before you plait it it's perfect yeah. for that um then we've got leg up which is our hoof balm it's quite interesting leg up because it's got um shea in it and shea is almost like a breathable moisturizer mm-hmm. so it doesn't seal moisture out or in ah, which is ah. really really helpful. Um, because popular oils, some of them are water based, which is brilliant, but some of them aren't. And if you put oil yes. on something, it can really it can upset skin and, and hoof as well. Mm. Underneath it can upset if you seal off moisture from a frog, it can create problems. Yeah. And it's all natural. That's hundred percent natural. Wow. So yeah, we've got a few there and a little dog shampoo thrown in as well, <laughs> which we've just oh, added. That's Lavender and pettigrain. So that's a nice calming for anxious dogs. Oh, wow. Um, So we hope we've bought a range that's kind of got something for everybody. And what we'd really like to do is increase it and listen to what you guys want from us. No that
0: sounds fantastic and just in regards to that so if anybody's got any feedback or if anybody's interested in sort of trying your products or checking you out how do they find you know your social media your website what are those
2: details? So we're at pommel.co.uk and we can usually answer queries within a couple of hours Um, and we've got quite a nice Instagram following and we're on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn so there's lots of different ways to contact us or you can just um, drop us an email and um, ask any questions there or give us any feedback Uh, we're always really really pleased to hear feedback we really really love seeing your before and after pictures Um, and we really love hearing what everyone's been up to um at the moment in lockdown it can feel like the world is you know you're not it's out there and it's just nice hearing what people have been up to and seeing videos on social media has really kept us going it does. It helps make you feel more connected as well, doesn't it? Just to yeah, keep in touch
0: with other people and see what they've been doing. We, we feel the same, definitely, over here.
2: Yeah, I don't know what we'd do without the internet. <laughs> I know. I know how to do manage? <laughs> um But, yeah, I mean, grooming, it's a challenge for everybody. And we just really want to um, just really promote the kindness, best interests of animals and just share ideas, that kind of thing. Sounds fantastic, Gina. It really does. Absolutely brilliant. No, so we hope that
0: our listeners will definitely head over and check you out and let us know, hashtag and at Pommel and and at ourselves. Let us know what you guys think of the products. Like you said, everything you've said sounds amazing. We'll have to give them a try ourselves. I've got a grey horse, so I'm always looking for different and new alternatives and like you say i do think especially over the last few years and you wonder if it's due to the increase in products um it does feel like you know skin allergies and conditions have become much more prevalent so if anybody's sort of battling with that and you know they're looking for definite alternatives or like you say you just want to you know make sure it's ethically sourced and everything like that and cruelty free i think yeah it sounds like such such a winner thank
2: you very much thank you so much for having me on the show No, thank you for
0: coming on. We really appreciate it. Georgina, thank you so much for coming on. Take care. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. A big thank you to Gina from Pommel for coming on and telling us all about her new range of products. Like she said, don't forget to head over to Instagram and Facebook. Give them a like and a follow. And like we we want to know what you guys think. You know, we're here for you. We want to talk about things that you want to hear about. If there are any suggestions or you do want to give us any feedback, we're always open, just send us a direct message. Speaking of direct messages, as those of you that do follow us know, Every Saturday, we do a social Saturday shout-out. That's for anybody that wants a shout-out on the show. This fortnight, we want to say hi to Sophie Douglas. Sophie was on last fortnight's show from Sophie Douglas Hypnotherapy. It's an amazing technique to help any rider. So if you're a little bit nervous or you want to boost your confidence, don't forget to check that out. We also want to say hello to Horse Search. They're going to be coming on the show very soon, telling us about the new website that they've launched. Moo underscore eventing, Lucy Richards eventing, Debbie DebbieHar83, Jake the Gypsy Cob, Floyd and Vincent, Luke the Finger Foodie, Instant Nursery Nurse, and Play, Teach, Repeat. Hi guys, thank you very much for liking and sharing, and there's your shout out on the show. If anybody else wants a shout out or they want to give a personalised message like a thank you or anything like that to your instructor or a good friend that's helped you out, all you have to do is drop us a DM and we will certainly squeeze you on. Until next time, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe over at the Horsefeed UK, and check out the website thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. This episode of the Horsefeed UK podcast was produced by me, your host Sam. With a big thank you to Amy Bolin for co-hosting the intro segment. Our current cover star is Steel or Blue Native. A great way to support our show right now is to head over to the website thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. Check out our merchandise and enter one of our brilliant photo competitions.
1: Hello baby.
0: Thank you very much for listening to episode 23 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date with what's coming up on future shows. As a little bit of a sneak peek, you can be expecting to hear interviews from the team over at Horsefest. This is a really exciting. Best ever for the uk in that they're going to be hosting and launching an amazing equestrian festival up at western park that's where the festival usually is so yeah don't forget to check them out and head over there and give the page a like and a follow for more details we're also really excited to be bringing you an interview with you sean eventing he's a three-star eventer who's based with stephen ray at the moment we might have to put that into two parts because it was so interesting that we definitely don't want to cut it down Guys, until next time, stay warm, stay safe and happy riding.